welcome to another episode of Backstage at the Baths with me, Lizzie Welch. Today we are speaking to Wayne from Wilton Productions to talk a little bit more about our up-and-coming production at the Plowright Theatre, Calendar Girls, the musical. Um, Calendar Girls is on, I think this comes out on Sunday, so it will be next week, so the 23rd to the 27th of May. If you've seen the film Calendar Girls, you sort of generally know the storyline, but it's absolutely 100% worth coming to see the musical because those songs are amazing. They're written by uh, Gary Barlow, is one of the team that writes the songs, and Tim Firth and they are fantastic very catchy very amazing and it still has all the warmth and delight of the film so absolutely worth coming to see Um, and if you don't believe me here is what Wayne had to say Welcome to the podcast, Wayne. We're really excited to have you on here to talk um, a lot about Calendar Girls. We're really excited about Calendar Girls. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Tickets are selling amazingly well, and I think that's very much down to um, not only Wilton being such uh, an amazing force for, for fantastic musicals, you've got that fantastic, fantastic history of, of producing good quality shows. So I think people know that they're going to come and see something good, but also Calendar Girls as a whole. What a show. Wow. And it's something very different for Wilton. You know, we, we're known for the singing and the dancing and that kind of stuff. And to do a show like this is a really good step forward. But that's something after COVID and the break that we really wanted to start to do to prove that Wilton wasn't just a singing and dancing group, that we could do a bit of everything. And I think that's where Calendar Girls was the perfect vehicle for us at this time. It is fantastic. So um, you've been in Wilton for quite a while. 30 years, did you say? I've been with Wilton on and off, on and off since 1988 was my first show. Um, I had a period where I wasn't there. I lived abroad for a while, but I did come back from living abroad to direct a couple of shows in that eight years. So, yeah, they um, they are my group, if you like, and wherever I go. I even don't live in Doncaster or Scunthorpe now. I actually live in Eastbourne on the south coast and I still come <laughs> up to direct Wilton. So that's how much it means to me. Have you always been the director of you or have you participated actually as a cast member? Um, I I haven't always been the director. I've been in. I started off as a performer, as a dancer, then a singer dancer. Played lots of parts, um, and then started directing in the nineties. Um, but still go on stage as well. I'm, I'm in Calendar Girls as well, so uh, you'll see me on the back row shouting my head off, trying to learn my lines. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I I'm an integral part on stage as well as off. That's always been the arrangement wherever possible. Yeah, I mean, it's good, really, isn't it? Because I get, you, I think it's important when you're looking at things that, like directing and things like that to have your toe, is, as it were, dipped in all the other areas. Oh, without a doubt, I'm a trained, you know, I'm a trained dancer. I'm a dance qualified dance teacher as well. So choreography, yeah, it's the bit of everything, you know. And it's I don't I don't do everything. We've got a great team of choreographers. You know, we have other people direct. We've had other people directing over the years. I've had a fantastic assistant director for this one because I live on the south coast, so I'm not always here. So, yeah, there's lots of people. Wilton is not just a one-trick pony. There's lots of people who can step up and uh, really create the magic that Wilton creates. So talk to me about you. How did you get involved in musical theatre? You said, obviously, that you are trained in a variety of number of things. So where did it all begin? It started It started when I started as a as at dancing school. Um, and then I started by doing Joseph at junior school, playing Joseph with my mum's closed horse as my prison. Um, <laughs> I'll always remember that one. And that's that was my first step into musical theatre. And then I did, did a lot of stuff in Doncaster and then into Scunthorpe and did most of my stuff in Scunthorpe. 
Uh, I worked professionally for a while as well, worked professionally until I was 27. Um, yeah, singing, dancing, acting, that kind of stuff. Then went abroad to live for eight years where I sang professionally over there. Uh, came, as I say, came back a couple of summers where I did two or three shows for, for Wilton, just sort of coming over for two weeks, directing it, and then leaving it in someone else's hands. Did that with our house and Flashdance. Um, yeah, I just, and as I get older, the uh, the bug and the love of musical theatre doesn't go away. So I'm always looking for new things to, to push myself and push the group. And I think this is a good one for the next step for Wilton. That's amazing. So um, obviously you've been here, there and everywhere. Why Wilton? What is it about Wilton that keeps bringing you back? Family, really. Um, and I don't mean I've got any family in there, but I class them as my family. Um, there's people been there years and years like me. The chair lady, uh, Becky Whitty, is family to me. She's like my kid sister. Um, yeah, so people and the atmosphere. We try to create a really nice atmosphere. Um, Obviously, it's the way of the world and it's human beings. So I'm not saying it's perfect by any means. And I'm not saying we don't have issues because we do. Uh, no group can say it's perfect. But, you know, we've got a great team. We've got a fantastic ethic, work ethic and ethos mm -hmm. and what we want to do and what we want to create. Um, and the production team I've got around me, Rob Parrish, who MD'd for Wilton from 1987, Wow. Um, he's back on the scene. He now lives in Coventry. So basically, you've got a, a director who lives in Eastbourne. You've got a musical director who lives in Coventry. <laughs> and the band are all coming from uh, Warwickshire. So, uh, so yeah, so it's uh, we're, we're coming from all over. Um, and then we've got all the people who then take over things like the choreography, which is Eve and Amy. They're amazing when I'm not there and they do the stuff and I do the stuff and we all do it together. Um Becky's co-directed woman in the past and Stuart Robertson's taken over and done a fantastic job with this one. So we've got people there. So I know I've got people I can trust if I can't get up that I can leave the group in safe hands and it always gets sorted. I've got a really strong committee that really work for the group. Um, in other societies I've worked with, you find committees are very sort of their way or no way where this committee really works for the group. And I think that's why we get the results we get. That's amazing. And I think it's it's testament to what a fantastic environment that you've cultivated, that so many people uh, have been in it for so long. Even mm. if you've moved far, far away, yeah. you are still in the society. So that is very much testament to what an amazing environment that must be. Yeah, I, I always go back to the fact that when I was a performer, Wilton gave me chances to do shows that I would never have done anywhere else uh, because Wilton took risks with shows that you would never see. Um, Will Rogers Follies, Legs Diamond. These were brand new shows that nobody dare touch in the amateur works. They cost too much money and you'd lose. Mm -hmm. But Wilton had the reputation to be able to sell them. So I always go back to the fact that Wilton gave me so much as a performer. Um, and it's just a bit of pay it forward, really. You know, pay it back to for what they did for you. And I just... I worship the group. We've got, we've got, and the group is going stronger and stronger after the pandemic. The pandemic was difficult. It tore us apart a little bit, but we came back, and I think we're stronger than we've been for a long, long time now, which is great. That's amazing. So, I guess when you come in, you've indicated a little bit about your past shows and things like that. So, when yeah. you come to pick a show, uh, what hmm. made you pick Calendar Girls? Um, basically, you're always looking for. You're always looking for the next big thing, if you like, because in the amateur world, you can't do any musical you want to do. We can't just mm -hmm. spend 
like, oh, we'll do we'll do Phantom of the Opera this year. You can't touch things like that because there's all the licensing issues. So it's always looking for something and the newly released shows, what's new and all this kind of stuff. And Calendar Girls had come out. And when I knew it was out, I said, we need to do it. It's not a singing and dancing show, but we need to do it to prove that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a show for the older side of Wilton. It's not all the young dancers. That's great. And it's just to prove that Wilton can do one of these strong, really thematic shows. We don't need the glitz and glamour of the, the sequins and the lights and the, you know, the big dance routines. You know, we, we're strong to carry anything off. And that's what I look for in a show. I look for something that's not been done before, something that you can take a risk on, you dare take a risk on. And obviously something new that's just been released is always a bonus as well. Yeah, amazing. And it's such a great, I've seen I've seen it myself somewhere else and I'm coming to see your version on, on yeah. Saturday. Um, awesome. So it's, it's, um, it is such a, a fantastic show. Some of those songs are so nice. earwormy. It is yes. unreal. Yeah. How are I'm you awesome. finding that? What is your, I know it's going to be hard to pick because I've heard it and they're so great, but what is your favourite song and why? Yeah, I'm a bit weird. I'll be honest, I'm a bit weird. I, I like songs that bring out emotions. And there's a song called Kilimanjaro in Act Two, where I'm not going to spoil the plot too much, but the leading lady has lost her husband to cancer and she's singing about dealing with being on her own. And it's just, I, I still, I am still crying when I hear uh, Lindsay sing it, who does it absolutely brilliantly. The emotion is just amazing. Um, Dare is always one of the most popular ones. It's the catchy <laughs> one. And it's the one that most people know that the end ends at one. And um, yeah, I like that. That always gets sort of something in you. Gary Paolo has this knack of writing a good tune. And I think, yes. you know, that's why I take that. I've been so positive, you know, strong. He may not be the best musician in the world or all this kind of thing, but he writes a good tune. Uh, so that's what they say about Andrew Lloyd Webber and look how popular and how successful he's been. So I think writing a good tune is always uh, half the battle. Absolutely, yeah. So obviously, the film Calendar Girls is probably the, yeah. what the, what the franchise is best known for. How alike would you say the musical is to the film? Um, the the film, obviously, in the film, the the Julie Walters character and the Helen Mill character, they go off to America and do all this kind of thing. The show the show doesn't go that far. Basically, the show stops when when the calendar has been sold and they've been successful. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't go on to the bits where in the second, in the last third of the film, they go to America and they and uh, the character of Chris gets a bit big for her boots and, and she has to be brought down to earth. That's, that's not in the musical. The musical is literally the story of losing a husband and how the calendar's idea came about, uh, where the musical doesn't cover that. The musical finishes where it should, in my opinion, at the calendar's working and the success of them, if you like. Yeah, I like that. Um, so obviously, because the film is so massive, did, yeah. did it skew your opinion at all as a director? So was you was you thinking about the characters based on the the famous version that you've seen, and, and or did you come at it with more of an open mind? I always I always come at any musical with an open mind. I don't like to I don't like to think, oh well, we need a Julie Walters for that character, or we need a Helen Mirren, because in my opinion, I've been doing this a long time, you know, you've got in sort of the amateur world, you've got people who can really do these things and they're not Julie Walters, they're not Helen Mirren, but they've got their own gifts. And, you know, and that's what I like. I want people to bring their own 
slant to it. And also I like to do my production of it, my version of it. So um, any show I do, it's always my version. And it'll be the same, you know, next year when we do Legally Blonde. This is an exclusive. How exciting. An exclusive, yeah. We are, we're looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to doing my own version of it. Um, and it'll be, yeah, I like to do it my way. And I'm I'm up for I'm up for shaking it up a bit and making because people see all these shows and you go to this place and you go to this place and you see it and you see it again and you see it again. And that's why I like to do something a bit different with them. So if you've seen it before, you're not getting what you've had in the past. That's fantastic. So it would be a conversation about calendar girls if we don't cover the obvious, um, I guess, element of nudity. Now that is not something that you often get in in a production. No. So has that been really hard to plan? Um, it's it's a difficult one because obviously the group's done the full Monty where the lads had to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's the girls' turn this time. <laughs> and uh, it was very much the question was, are you okay with it? And the it's not full nudity, you know, it's all as it as with the film, it's all covered up, everything's placed in a certain way so you don't see anything, mm-hmm. but they are nude or you know, so they are they have got everything out and you do see certain parts of it, but you don't see everything because of the the current buns and the uh, the knitting and the jam jars that are placed <laughs> surreptitiously so, to mask it. So the girls have been brilliant. They've just jumped in both feet with it. Um, yeah, it's been they've been great. They've been really good. I guess it's uh, tricky. On it's, it adds an element of um, of wanting to get it right on the night, though, as well, doesn't it? So obviously, yes. these things are placed in in strategic places, and I'm guessing oh, yes. looked at sight lines all over the spot. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. We're already in the realms of on uh, Saturday when we do our tech rehearsal, on Sunday when we do our tech rehearsal. Right, this scene's going to be very important. Let's make sure the sight lines are perfect. You need to be there. You need to be there. This jam jar needs to be there. <laughs> these current buns need to be there. Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun it's going to be fun but they're all up for it they're all up for it and I always remember the auditions um, one of the ladies was playing the eldest of the six calendar girls I asked if she was alright with the nudity element and she just looked at me and says well Wayne if not now when am I going to do it so if you're going to do it do it and it's uh, yeah they've jumped at it with both feet with both hands so it's been really good <laughs> Which is lovely. It's sort of the it's the ethos of the calendar girls, isn't it? I guess yeah. they are playing oh, someone that, who's yeah. going through the yeah. same thing. They, they found these characters and all six are very different and they found their characters and we've worked really hard to create that, but they've created them themselves. And, you know, they've created these women who are great. They've done such a good job and I think people are going to love it. I think the audience is going to love it. The music's great. The story is emotional. There'll be tears. There'll be laughter. And I think people are going to have a great night. So um, I've asked you obviously what your favourite song is, and this might be the same mm. answer. But what's your favourite, I guess, moment in the film, the the, the in the play rather? What's your favourite element? My favorite, I think the, the, my favourite element of the of the piece is the relationship between Annie and Chris, that friendship, and I just love to see it in the in a lot of scenes in the show you see it really in in near the beginning of the show you see it as these two people who've known each other 30 odd years and their their closeness is there and then you see it in the second half when one of them has a wobble about doing the calendar and they almost fall out and you see this friendship fall apart a little bit and the two girls becky and Lindsay, who are playing these two roles they're they've been friends for years in real in real life if in inverted <laughs> commas and and that that friendship oh my gosh it brings so much 
to the piece. Yeah, it, it's stunning. It's stunning to see. I am really, yeah, I'm really overwhelmed by the way that pairing is really coming together. And that's the important part of it for me because it is about the companionship and the friendship and the other four women that come into that as well. So, Fantastic. yeah, it's really strong. Fantastic. So as we record this, you are on next week, which is exciting. So how yes. are rehearsals going? Yes, it's you always like to say you're peaking at the right time. And we've got a rehearsal tonight, uh, which is Thursday, and then we go into the theatre. Um, and yeah, it's peaking at the right time, Lizzie. That's all I can say. And that's my fingers crossed, my toes are crossed. Anything else I can cross is crossed. Um, but no, I think I think we're there. We're ready. We're ready, which is a nice feeling. That's amazing. Um, we've only got a, f- a few minutes left, so I think this is the best time, really, for you to tell me. If anyone is sat there listening to it that is it, on the fence about coming, why should they come and see Calendar Girls? I think Calendar Girls, I think you should come and see Calendar Girls for a really good night out, step one. That's what we all want when we go to the theatre. We want a good time. A good time is not necessarily laughing and that. Like, you'll, you'll go on a journey with it. If you've ever been touched by cancer, and most of us have in one way or another, um, including myself, the emotion will get you. You'll feel it. It'll. It's really powerful. But the great thing is you don't end up feeling miserable because there is so much energy of laughter and friendship, and it just shows you how the, the strength of the human spirit and the strength of people pulling together for one thing. Add to that the music of Gary Barlow, um, add to that the writing, the fantastic comedy writing of Tim Firth, and you've got a great show with six fantastic Wilton women leading it. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see it. If you are listening and you do want to go see it, you need to get your tickets quickly because some nights are almost sold out. So now is really not the time to be delaying. So um, thank you so much for joining us, Wayne. Um, no, I will see you. see you hopefully maybe at the Plow Right when we come see it ourselves. But thank awesome. you so much. Thanks for your time. I much appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy. Huge thank you to Wayne for joining us there. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I found it really interesting to hear all about um, not only um, how he got into it, all his back history and Wilton and everything like that, but also just a little bit about how they approach um, tackling such a famous storyline. Um, I can't wait to see it. If you haven't got your tickets yet, it is on Tuesday to Saturday. That's that's this Tuesday, the 23rd. Tickets are £16 plus the booking fee. Uh, and you can get them from the Battle box office uh, at our usual opening times. Um, or you can give us a call on 01724 296 296. Or visit our website, which is scunthoptheatres.co.uk and you can check out online. Depending on which show you're coming to, there may be some tickets available on the door. So if you wanted to take that risk, you can try at the door at the Plowright Theatre to see if there are some available. However, our Thursday and Friday shows are looking pretty full right now. Those are the ones that are probably likely to sell out. So um, if you are looking to go on one of those nights, I would very much recommend booking ahead. Okay, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Up at the Baths Hall um, this week, we have An Even of Magic with Richard Jones. 
if you haven't heard about his show yet, pop by and listen to episode six of this when we had Richard Jones on to talk about his show. We've also got the Baths Laughs on the Friday, which is coincidentally my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Um, and then we've got our second Bongo's Bingo Day on Saturday. So it's a very busy week for us at the Baths Hall. We are absolutely rushed off our feet. Um, but we can't wait to welcome you. So hopefully you're joining us for at least one of those shows. Thank you so much for listening. Please do like and subscribe. Share this if you could and see if we can get so many people to come visit Wilton. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.